All right, welcome back. It's the Avid Investor Podcast with me, your host, Josh Adamek. Today, we're on episode 45, uh, and I'm going to talk about Grant Cardone and Cardone Capital. So um, reason for that is I get a, a fair amount of people that reach out to me or, you know, meet with somebody, tell them about my business, tell them what we do. And and uh, a lot of times I'll, they'll say or I'll get the comment, oh, you do what Grant Cardone does. And the short answer to that is no, um, I don't do what Grant Cardone does. Uh, my business, while there are some similarities uh, to what 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 we do and what Cardone Capital does, um, it's not the same. Uh, we're not the same model. We're not the same structure. And I'm going to tell you why. So let's get into it. Here goes. First off, um, what I want to what I want to start out by saying is um, I think uh, my, my thoughts in general on Grant Cardone is I think he's uh, I think Grant, Grant Cardone is an expert sales trainer um, and he's an expert marketer. Um, fantastic, phenomenal. He's got some really cool stuff, some really cool um, teachings, trainings, books on sales and marketing and, you know, what they do. Uh, with their internet presence and all that, like they're 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 all over the place. So if you guys um, haven't read this book, uh, I'd highly recommend reading this book. Um, you know the 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 10x rule by by Grant Cardone. You know talking about growth and you know presence and creating the omnipresence and you know the uh, uh, that's one thing that that you know he has been successful at is creating the omnipresence and if you don't know um, what the omnipresence is go ahead and read the book uh, this thing is motivational to say the least so it, um, you know getting into that and and you know talking about the growth and 10x this 10x that why you know think big blah 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 um, it's a great book. If you're looking for some some business type motivation or just motivation in general, um, uh, there, there's some good stuff in there. So again, um, Grant Cardone comes from a, a, a sales training background, and to, let's let's just clear the air now. Let's just get this out there. Um, I I don't follow uh, a lot of these internet gurus, these guys that are out there. So I don't know everything that the guy does. Um, I don't, you know, I don't watch every video that comes out. I don't go to the website. I don't read every blog that, that that's written. Um, I just know what I know about Grant Cardone and Cardone Capital because he has been successful in creating the omnipresence. So it's very hard to open up and scroll through social media and not see something out there. And, you know, I'll, I'll scroll through it. I'll look, but I don't go looking for that. I don't, I'm not, you know, like a big follower where I read everything that comes out. I don't see every deal that they do at Cardone Capital, but I see stuff that's out there and, you know, certain things catch my attention and, and, you know, I follow along when, uh, uh, sometimes when I see that. So I'm going to give you my take, uh, my opinion, my thoughts based on what I know, not, not based on everything that's out there and everything that they do, because I don't know, uh, everything that they, they do. So again, um, you know, I've read the book, uh, the 10X rule. I would recommend it. I think it's a really good book. Uh, I think there's some, some, some other, uh, stuff that he has out there that's that's really good as far as sales trading and marketing and growth and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, I think uh, Grant Cardone is is very good when it comes to that. Uh, when it when it comes to uh, sales training and marketing, and you know, he's very he's very good at sales. Uh, he's very good at marketing, uh, which makes him which makes Grant Cardone very good at you know raising money and buying apartment buildings, which is what they invest in. So, um, you know, again, if if you guys don't know who Grant Cardone is, which if you're following along, if you have an interest in real estate, you've you've probably heard the name or seen what he's doing, and and you know, because again, he has created uh, uh, the 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 omnipresence uh, is is what he calls it. So. Um, Check it out, follow along if you choose. I'd recommend reading the book. Um, but as far as the comment, like what, uh, you know, when people ask if what I do is is the same as what Grant Cardone does, is is my business the same as, as Cardone Capital? Um, you know, the answer to that is no, uh, totally different. Um, the, the, the structure that we have and the investment strategy uh, that we have are are totally different. So, um, Cardone Capital, uh, you know what what we do at Avid. What I do at Avid is um, we're a many of you guys know if you follow along. We're we're small, uh, com much smaller company that that operates under a private equity model. Uh, we work one on one uh, with. Uh, uh, high net worth uh, accredited and institutional investors to create and manage portfolios. Uh, the portfolios that we invest in are um, single family homes. Uh, what I feel is the most safe and secure asset class um, it, it available in the market, um, regardless of market conditions. So uh, where we differ from, from Cardone Capital and what, what Grant Cardone does is uh, they invest in in high end um, class A uh, multifamily apartments, um, and I feel my thoughts, my opinion is that's a very risky part of the market. Um, you know, I, I, again, I don't follow along with with what they do. I don't see every deal that they do. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some really good opportunities out there. And again, like. You know, when you're in the business, um, you know, the old saying is like the deal of a lifetime comes around about once a year. Um, you know, same holds true regardless of what business you're in. If you're constantly out looking for deals, looking for opportunities, you're going to find the quote unquote deal of a lifetime. And, um, you know, we do that regularly, uh, consistently with, uh, with, with purchasing single family homes. Uh, and you know that 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 those same opportunities uh, may present themselves in the multifamily world. I'm not in the multifamily world. Um, I don't buy big Class A apartment complexes. I don't buy uh, small to mid-size size apartment complexes. We invest in single-family homes um, because, again, you know I feel that that is this most safe, secure uh, part of the market. Um, regardless of market conditions, if you, if you know the market, and I talk about this all the time, market conditions, market cycles, if you, um, understand market conditions and market cycles, uh, there's, you know, growth, prosperity, recession, depression. Um, you know, we, over the last, uh, uh, five, seven, maybe close to 10 years, we've been in the, uh, growth, uh, prosperity, uh, phase of, of the market. And, you know, over the last couple of weeks, the last uh, month or so, you know, the, I wouldn't say, 
I wouldn't even suggest uh, that we're, we're heading into a down market, uh, but we have seen a stabilization in the market, sort of a plateau. Uh, and, you know, that's just the world that we live in um, is, is, you know, my business going to be affected by that? No. I mean, we buy single family homes, uh, regular houses, regular neighborhoods, uh, regardless of, of, you know, what mar what part of the market it, uh, we're in, what phase of the market cycle we're in, you know, there's always a need for single family housing. So in a down market, in a uh, uh, recession, depression, well, first off, do I think we're going into a recession or depression? No, um, absolutely not. Uh, but in, in a down market, in anything other than a, a market that's going up, um, our business model still works. I mean, we're still able to buy single family homes. We're still able to keep our single, single family homes uh, occupied. And if anything, you know, in a down market, our model works better. So, um, and there's several reasons for that. But, um, you know, when we talk about, uh, uh, <clears throat> if I can tell you what, what I know about uh, or what I understand about Cardone Capital and their investment strategy is um, uh, Cardone Capital has seen tremendous, tremendous growth over the last, I'd say, handful of years, five to seven years. Um, they've, I just looked on the website, um, you know, they're, they're posting out there that they have uh, 5 billion AUM right now. Uh, and if you don't know what AUM is, uh, that's assets under management. So uh, they have $5 billion assets under management. I don't know the time frame, um, but I vaguely remember it was only a few years ago uh, within the last um, three, maybe four or five years uh, that uh, Grant Cardone was was out there uh, all over the Internet talking about uh, uh, having one billion uh, AUM, a billion dollars assets under management. So over the last, over the last, let's call it, let's just say five years, they've went from one billion AUM to five billion AUM, uh, five times uh, what what they've had, uh, five five x their their growth. Uh, so <clears throat> that's great. It's phenomenal. That's that's very that's very very. Uh, that's, that requires a lot of work um, to get 5 billion AUM. Uh, um, however, my opinion on that is, you know, they're investing in class A apartment buildings and their investment strategy is to, first off, they're buying class A apartment buildings. That's what they're investing in, class A apartment buildings. So um, if, in my opinion is that class A, is the is is very contingent on market conditions and and you know um the performance of class a uh real estate is very contingent on on market conditions so when you're talking about over the last you know seven eight ten years we've been in the rising uh, a rising market and you know a company like cardone capital or whatever other um uh, equity fund is in that growth mode, but while the market is rising, what's going to happen when the market changes? It, uh, you know, because the, the the investment strategy that they have is uh, they buy a Class A apartment complex and they they buy it at a certain cap rate, and 
they increase uh, the NOI, the net operating income by adding amenities, pushing rents, um, you know, adding different services to the complex where they can increase the NOI, which ultimately increases uh, the valuation of the property. And then they would then they would then refinance uh, the property at a higher uh, NOI um, or exit the property, sell the property. And that's great. You know, I'm sure I'm sure they've done plenty of deals where, where they've made money um, and and they they they've had some success. However, what's going to happen when you have all these apartment complexes uh, under management and and there's there's a shift in the market, there's a change in the market cycle. So uh, those 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 in in my opinion, those Class A apartment complexes, they are very uh, uh, it, it's it it can be a very risky uh, part of the market to be in. And, and why is that? So you know when when you invest in in one of those. Uh, one of those uh, fund type structures. So let's first off talk about that. Um, when you invest with a company like Cardone Capital or uh, uh, one of these other REITs or uh, one of these other private placements, uh, what they do is uh, they identify, let's say it's a $20 million or a $50 million apartment complex. Well, they have uh, the capital stack needed for that, which is debt and equity. And if you're investing, you're coming in as an equity investor. So if 20% equity is needed, um, you know, on a on a uh, $50 million purchase, they need to raise $10 million in equity, and they're going to use 80% debt uh, to to purchase that property. So they're going to raise $10 million uh, with a uh, private placement, a fund, a uh, fund type model uh, and bring in $10 million in equity. So uh, if you invest with it in that type of deal, um, you know, you may come in with, you know, 10,000, 50,000 million, you know, five million, whatever, you're a part of that equity raise uh, and you become, you know, an equity partner. I believe that's the structure. You become a, you know, minority equity partner. So your money is invested in, in the equity portion of that deal, well, there's a big debt piece uh, that goes along with that. And the property is purchased at a certain cap rate, uh, close on the property, and then, you know, they, 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 uh, the, the company goes in and they try to uh, increase uh, the NOI to increase the valuation of the property and get that, that big, that big spread. Uh, and again, that's that's possible that happens uh that can be done um one that requires uh you know to first uh find the opportunity um and when you're buying the class a the large multifamily properties uh you know those 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 deals um while those properties are traded um you're typically buying from uh, a, another large company that has one either built and developed that complex or two has owned that complex for a very long time. And, you know, when you're buying multifamily properties, you're 
you're buying based on the numbers, based on the financials. It's it's bought at a certain cap rate, it's sold at a certain cap rate, and things like that. You, it, and and it's very it's very difficult to find a a you know to come across a quote unquote uh, uh, distressed seller, distressed sale. I mean, it's it's bought and, and sold based on the financials. I mean, you know, people don't just like it, it happens, but you know, people don't just you know own a large multifamily property by accident like you know it's it it's it's something that that you know requires a lot to get into so you don't just like random people don't just own you know 400 500 unit apartment complexes um they aren't typically aren't just inherited um you know there there aren't a lot of of distressed uh undervalued opportunities out there um so when you talk about, uh, um, you know, uh, and a lot of those, and what I mean by that is a lot of those investments are, you know, contingent on market conditions, market cycles. So if, if the market is continually rising, the market is continually going up, uh, valuations are going to continue to rise and continue to go up. Um, but, you know, nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody, nobody knows when the market will shift or change. So if, we're in a rising market, which we've been in for the last, you know, several years. Um, you can buy one of those. You can invest in one of those multifamily assets, and you know, you can go in. You can uh, you can increase the rents. You can push the rents. Um, you can increase occupancy. Um, there's a market for it now. You can increase occupancy. You can add different amenities, and you can you can raise that NOI, which which raises the valuation. Uh, but let's just say, for example, uh, you get into one of those multifamily investments, and the market changes. Uh, the you know. As we've seen over the last uh, month or two, interest rates have gone up. Uh, and when interest rates go up, I mean, that that really, really affects, uh, you know, the capital stack and the valuation on those properties on, on commercial assets. So, uh, and of course, you know, when, when, when you get those, when you get into those properties, there's going to be there's going to be a certain structure on the financing where rates are locked, things like that. But, you know, when, when, um, the renewals come due, typically, you know, there's a five-year rate lock, 10 year, maybe a 10 year rate lock. But when those interest rates adjust on those large, large multifamilies, that really, really affects the valuation of the property. Um, and then occupancy is a big, big factor in those. So let's just say you're in a, area um you know that's that's overdeveloped overpopular or that's that's a high growth area uh and you're investing in in a multifamily property and the market's good financing is available there's cranes in the sky everywhere you look you know multifamily 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 going up and then we get to the point where you know the market stabilizes the market changes and occupancy is affected well if occupancy is affected on your large multifamily property the valuation of the property is affected big time so there's there's a ton of factors um, that you really have to look at and you really have to understand when you're investing in multifamily housing and while the numbers are big the properties are big the properties are beautiful um, absolutely uh, there is money to be made in those opportunities, but in my opinion, that's a very risky part of the market to be in um, because it's it's 
hundred percent contingent and subject to market conditions, market cycles. And when you look at companies that have grown substantially over the last five to seven to 10 years, um, they, the, a lot of their growth has been, um, uh, you know, uh, dependent on the, the market conditions, the market constantly, uh, the, the, the market consistently rising over time over the last several years. And my fear is that when the market stabilizes, shifts, be, uh, begins to, we, we, we begin to head into, um, you know, a, 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 I don't want to say a down market or a recession or depression, but a market that, that isn't rap as rapidly growing and increasing as it has been, um, some of those opportunities uh, in, in the multifamily world uh, may not perform the way they're projected to perform. And when you're when you're investing in <clears throat> in an opportunity in a multifamily or a commercial uh, project that has a lot of debt and a lot of equity. And, you know, while the margins, the numbers may be big on those property, uh, on those opportunities, because the projects are so large, um, the actual uh, percentage of profit margin, uh, there may not be that much there. You know, when you when you start to, uh, to, to look at, you know, uh, occupancy potentially being affected, um, you know, rents, uh, uh, you know, that, that may, that, that you know may have to be lowered to keep the occupancy up. I mean, all of that those things are going to affect the NOI and the valuation of the property. So um, again, well, my opinion, take it for what it's worth. Um, you know, I, again, I, I feel that I feel that my my opinion is that Grant Cardone is again an expert sales trainer, um, expert you know marketer guy. Definitely knows how to how to run a business. Um, but like when it comes to the investment strategy itself, it's not necessarily something that, that I agree with it. Does it work? Yes, it works. Absolutely. Are there huge companies out there that are way bigger than me, Grant Cardone included, um, that have seen success in this model um, over the last five, seven, 10 years? Yes, absolutely. Is there money to be made in investing in multifamily and commercial real estate. Yes, absolutely. There's money to be made. Um, however, when you're investing in, in those assets, in that asset class, just beware. Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, those, those assets, uh, are 100% subject to, to market conditions and, and market cycles. So just wanted to throw that out there that like, um, you know, when you're, when you're invest, when you're looking to invest, uh, you know whether that's into a REIT or a fund or um, you know uh, something something like that. Just just take a very very close look at the asset class uh, that you're investing at in, and just just you know be aware that that really do your due diligence and and you know really understand um, the asset class and. The, the the potential upside and also the the potential downside now the thing that um, that's attractive to a lot of people uh, investing with someone like uh, Grant Cardone or one of these REITs or a fund model is you know they are 
a lot of these times, uh, a lot of these opportunities are open to both accredited and non-accredited investors, uh, which means, you know, if you're a non-accredited investor uh, and they do a fund uh, for non-accredited investors, uh, you can get into one of these opportunities um, with five, 10, 25, $50,000, um, which, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's a lot of money, you know, to put 25 or five, 10, 50, you know, twenty-five, fifty thousand dollars into into uh, an, into a fund, into a REIT. You know, that's a lot of money for for some people. You know, that could be a big chunk of of their investment portfolio. Um, so just understand that you know there's there's more to look at uh, than just the bells and whistles and the bling and, you know, all that stuff, you know, you might feel good about, you know, putting 25,000 in, uh, or 50,000 in to a REIT that's going to buy this big, massive apartment complex in, you know, Miami or wherever that has, you know, 400 units, 500 units in the pool and, you know, all the amenities. Uh, but just understand that, you know, that has those opportunities have done well for a lot of people over the last you know three five seven ten years however look back to 2008 uh, look back to the last time that we had we've had a major correction and take a look at the performance of those investments and see what happened uh, with those those large multifamily properties, with uh, uh, the large commercial deals, and and you know a lot of times with those, um, you know you have to be you have to understand that you know when you invest in real estate, um, you know depending on the structure, um, you know you may go into one of these opportunities and I'm not going to say that the, the sponsor uh, is going to go bankrupt and go out of business or anything like that. Does it happen? Yes, absolutely. It happens in the commercial world, um, really in any part of the market. Um, but I'm not saying that, that, you know, you're going to invest in this and you're going to lose all your money. Um, I'm not suggesting that. Can it happen? Yes, absolutely. Um, but, you know, the, the performance of the projections may not be there if we go into a down market, if we if we have a correction in the market. So, um, you know, again, the, the market cycles, growth, prosperity, recession, depression. If we go into a recession, depression, uh, into a down market, the valuation on those properties are, are, you know, are affected. Absolutely, they're affected if we go into anything but but a, a growth prosperity uh, part of the market. So um, if you're investing in that, uh, you know, you got to be you got to be in it for the long term. Uh, real investing in real estate is a long term commitment. It's a long term investment. So you got to be in it for the long term. Um, and you have to understand uh, the structure of the deals that, that you're in. Um, you know, when you're investing in an opportunity that has has a heavy debt piece, uh, you're also at the mercy of the banks. You know, there's a possibility that um, depending on the, the capital stack and, the, and the, 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 the structure with the banks, I mean, banks call loans do, you know, um, things happen. If you get into one of these big opportunities and, you know, 
the market's affected and you know you're in one of these uh, parts of the country that has crazy ups crazy downs in the market cycles um you know banks take properties back i mean it happens you know when occupancy starts to drop big time um you know and and you know there's there's not sufficient income to support uh the debt service i mean you know these are things that happen in in the commercial world so just understand that am i saying that that every commercial uh, investor, every multifamily investor ends up going bankrupt. No, I'm not even suggesting that, but um, you know, it does happen. So it does happen. So just uh, what I'm telling you is when you invest, it, when you see these REITs, when you see these opportunities, when you see these uh, uh, funds available, just really do your due diligence and really understand uh, what you're investing in uh, what you're getting uh, for your uh, for your investment and what the collateral is, what the security is on that investment and understand um, the, the, the capital stack and the structure. So, um, you know, again, you know, the, these projections uh, in these funds, the REITs, um, you know, the uh, the private placements, uh, they may project, you know, way above average uh, returns, you know, double digit returns, blah, 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 um, you know. However, uh, just understand that, that those returns, those projections may very well be contingent on market cycles, market conditions. So, um, you know, that's it. That's my take on, on multifamily investing. And again, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that, you know, before you invest in one of those opportunities, uh, do your due diligence and really, really understand uh, what you're investing in. So, um, you know, again, with with what we do at, at Avid, Avid Private Equity, Avid Management Group is we focus on single family homes, regular houses, regular neighborhoods. Um, you know, we call grandma's house, B-class neighborhoods in and around the Pittsburgh market. Um, we do that for several reasons. Um, you know, one, you know, our focus is safety and security uh, for the long term. So we do we do uh, cash heavy investments, uh, very little to um, most many of our portfolios use no bank financing, no leverage. Um, the, the focus of our model is safety and security. So we invest in single family homes, regular houses, regular neighborhoods, B class neighborhoods. Um, you know, are we are we investing in those? cool, flashy, sexy um, multifamily properties that have the pool, the gym, you know, beachfront, riverfront properties. No, uh, that's not what we do. We buy the 1200 square foot box, you know, thousand square foot uh, brick branch or two story um, that's in Pittsburgh. Uh, um, it, it, in no comparison is, is it, does it, it doesn't compare to, you know, the multifamily, the flashy, you know, the big, you know, the big complexes, but reason, reason why we do that is, um, you know, B-class neighborhoods, single family homes, uh, regular houses, regular neighborhoods, there's always a need for single family housing, uh, regardless of market conditions, regardless of, of market cycles. Um, there's always a need for, you know, a 12 to $1,500 a month uh, single family home in Pittsburgh or, you know, any B-class neighborhood, uh, um, you know, any median price point, there's always a need for, for that type of housing, you know, regardless of market conditions. So, um, uh, that's, you know, that's what we focus on, you know, 
do we come across, do I come across opportunities um, in development, in multifamily? Uh, occasionally, you know, something, something comes my way, uh, but that's not what we invest in. Um, you know, our focus again is, is safety and security. So, uh, do we, do we hit those crazy, you know, 20, 25%, you know, returns where, you know, we go in, we buy a property and, you know, we increase the NOI and, and, um, you know, we, we raise the valuation and then exit the, no, that's not what we do. That's not what we do. Uh, again, because our focus at Avid and Avid Management Group is safety and security. Just buying bricks and mortar real estate, real estate for the long term. We 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 underwrite properties. We buy properties. We know they're going to perform. Um, we know they're going to do well if the market adjusts. We know our properties are going to perform. We know our investments are going to perform. There's always going to be a need for single family housing. So. Um, Again, that's my take. Um, you know, I just want to throw that out there. I want to talk a little bit about Grant Cardone and Cardone Capital and similar uh, REITs, funds, PPMs. And again, are there opportunities uh, to invest with with those folks? Yes, absolutely. There's opportunities to uh, invest with with those other companies. Is there is there opportunity to you know make money uh investing with with those companies yes absolutely uh there there's money to be made just again just understand if you invest re regardless of who you invest with just understand um the 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 asset class and and what you're investing in and just just truly understand um the risk uh reward uh ratio that goes along with that and um, just before you invest, just make sure that that the, the risk profile of what you're investing in uh, matches your both short term and long term goals. So if you want to go into, you know, one of these multifamily opportunities, a development opportunity, um, you know, spec, uh, spec development opportunity, uh, by all means, there's there's money to be made in those opportunities. Uh, just understand uh, whatever you invest in. Just um, truly, truly understand the asset class, uh, market conditions, and the risk reward uh, ratio that, that goes along with that and make sure that matches that risk profile um, and potential return matches um, your personal uh, strategy, your short term, your long term goals. And if you like the cool, sexy, flashy uh, multifamily or the spec development, the land, whatever uh, you like that, and you 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 understand the risk that goes goes along with it. And um, by all means, invest in those opportunities. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just I just wanted to throw out there that um, you know with um, with with any any investment, there's there's some level of risk. Uh, so just make sure that the uh, uh, that level of risk, uh, you know, is in line with, uh, your both, uh, short-term and long-term goals. So that's it. I don't want to talk too much about it, but again, um, just to recap, uh, you know, on, on Grant Cardone, uh, Cardone Capital, again, um, 
if you haven't read it, uh, uh, if you're watching the video here, I got the book here. Uh, if you're on audio, uh, the book is uh, The 10X Rule uh, by Grant Cardone. It's a phenomenal book. Uh, it really is. It's, it's a motivational uh, book as far as uh, business growth uh, and marketing and, and creating the quote unquote omnipresence, uh, which I feel uh, he was very successful in creating the omnipresence. I feel that Grant Cardone is is an expert um, when it comes to internet marketing. I feel he's an expert uh, when it comes to um, sales training, uh, sales and sales training. Uh, he's got a lot of good stuff out there uh, on marketing, sales and sales training, uh, which in turn is why he was has been so successful in growing uh, Cardone Capital in the business because he's created the omnipresence and you know he has the the, the following and you know, the marketing on, on, you know, lockdown. So, um, you know, again, give the book a read, um, you know, and, and take a look at what he's done. And I mean, he's, he's, he's seen tremendous, tremendous growth over the last, you know, five, seven, 10 years, whatever it's been, um, you know, but I just wanted to give you my take on, on Grant Cardone, as far as marketing, um, you know, sales training, and then, you know, the investment strategy. And again, uh, the investment strategy that they have, uh, they've done, Tremendous things over the last five, seven, ten years with Cardone Capital and and building up, you know, five billion uh, AUM. Uh, that's, I mean, that's no joke. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of assets under management. Um, in the grand scheme of things, when it when it comes to like the the, the private placement world. Um, and, and the fund world, um, 5 billion AUM really isn't that much, uh, comparatively speaking, compared to, you know, what I do and what, you know, a lot of folks do in this industry. It is a lot, but there are, there are funds, there are REITs that are much bigger than that out there. But uh, again, Grant Cardone has created the omnipresence um, and he's out there. He's well known. Uh, the name comes up all the time. So I just want to talk a little bit about it. Uh, Again, there's there's opportunities uh, with what they do uh, with with their private placements, opening up their funds to accredited and non-accredited investors. It gives uh, some folks, you know, with that that want to get into uh, those type of opportunities that don't have, you know, a ton of investment capital available. It gives them the opportunity to. Um, you know, get in and, and be a part of something really, really big. Uh, just just understand, make sure you understand that, you know, while uh, with your investment capital, you're, you know, five or 10 or 25 or $50,000, that may be a lot, a lot of money to you. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a very small uh, piece of, uh, of the deal. And just understand that, that, you know, make sure you truly understand the risk profile and, you know, the, the, the asset class that, that you're going into and understand market conditions, market cycles and, and things like that. So, um, that's it. Uh, that's my take again, you know, I, I give Grant Cardone a, a ton of credit for, for what he's done and what he's built up over the last five to seven years. While I may not necessarily agree, uh, with the investment strategy that they do, I feel that there's they're, they, 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 they've obviously made, made a lot of money over the last uh, five, seven, 10 years. And while I may not agree uh, with the investment strategies, just because it doesn't match you know, my strategy and my risk profile, it may work well for a lot of other people. So um, that's it. 
that's my take. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, it was episode 45 of the Avid Investor Podcast. So thank you guys for listening. If you find value in in this message um, and what I put together, uh, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't have anything to offer you other than than the content I'm putting out there. So if you find value, uh, go back, listen to some of the other episodes, um, you know, and share it with with somebody that can benefit. And again. Uh, hit me up. I've got a lot of people reaching out to me recently uh, asking about the podcast, asking about different episodes. So if you've got any questions, any feedback, any t- anything you want to run past me, shoot me a message. Um, uh, you can find me on social media, uh, send an email, call, text, DM, whatever. Uh, let me know what you think. And then moving forward, let me know, uh, you know what you might uh, want me to cover on, on future episodes. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And that's it. That's episode 45. On to the next.